guys. This is the Virtuous Mother Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Roller. This podcast serves to encourage women in their walk with Jesus. You guys are listening to episode number seven, Cultivating Family Ministries. Welcome back, guys. This is your host, Sharon Roller. I wanted to hop on here while I have a few moments and just encourage you guys to start family ministries in your home and to kind of share with you how my family has went about this over the years. In different seasons, it has definitely looked different. Um, Right now, our current family ministry is that we travel and we have a family band. We're Roller Family Bluegrass and my husband evangelizes alongside the kids playing and singing music. And we only do Christian music, bluegrass, southern gospel mix. And it's been a really neat opportunity that has allowed us to have an outreach into the community and the different states that we have an opportunity to play at, but also having this type of family ministry has allowed us to spend a lot of time together with a common goal, uh, with Christ being the center of that. And it's really strengthened our relationships and really made us tight together as a family. And it's really been a blessing. And as we've been able to be a blessing to others, it's also very encouraging to us as well as we strengthen our relationships here in the home and also keep our families focused on Christ. So I'll take you back to when I was a younger mama with lots of little bitty kiddos in a row and it was hard for me to leave the house in those seasons when your kids are really small when they're babies and toddlers it's a lot easier to stay at home and to just keep them on their schedules with uh, nap time and you know at that age all they want to do really is play and it's very good for them to play because that's how they are learning things and they're meeting all their developmental milestones but sometimes as a parent it can be hard because pre-kids you're used to just hopping in the car and going and it does take a little bit of self-sacrifice in order to for a season kind of quiet down that side of your life to be home and to really love being home and to give your babies that time just to grow up without running around all over the place and stressing them out and you out so in those seasons of life it was easier for me to invite people into my home and I always got the kids excited about it. I told them that we were going to be practicing hospitality and we were going to be inviting people into our home to come over and play and to serve them, you know, a meal. Typically, we would schedule people coming over around like lunchtime or dinner time. And it was just an opportunity for other mamas with young kids to get out and to go someplace where their children could play, but yet they still feel like, you know, they're going out gives you an opportunity to encourage another mama one-on-one and just to develop relationships. And so I would strive to every month pick one day to have somebody come over. And I would look for people um, in church, people in our homeschool group, um, neighbors, just different opportunities. And it, it is a lot of work when you have a lot of little kids, but it can be such a blessing. Uh, my advice would be just to keep it as simple as possible. You know, if you just do snacks and like pizza rolls, and I know that's not the healthiest thing in the world, but sometimes in different seasons of life, it's easier to do things that are quick and easy than to plan like these elaborate get togethers. And as your children get older, you can put more time and energy into, you know, like making the food homemade or, or putting all these special touches to make it fun uh, when people come over, like decorating and things. But in those really busy seasons, 
uh, it's easier just to make the focus on those things simpler just so that you can meet the needs of the other mamas. And I found that inviting other people into the home in those seasons where I was mostly home, it was such a blessing to me because my heart was to encourage the other mama, but I always ended up being encouraged too. And through that, I was able to build a lot of friendships and a really good Christian community that would support me and my husband and my children. And, you know, really when you are building that Christian community, for yourself it really is just one relationship at a time you know just building it and over time all of a sudden you have you know this great group of believers that you can watch your kids grow together you can be a source of strength through trials or if you know somebody's struggling through something you can help pick them back up and encourage them or just you know cheer each other on in the good times be there to cry during the bad it's just a beautiful beautiful thing and i'm beginning to really see the truth in that, as some of my kids are now getting older, I still have little ones. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we have nine children total. I've got two that are out and married now, one that just graduated from high school, and then I still, you know, I have a bunch of kids in between, and then I still have an almost two-year-old. So a very busy season of life with all the different ages. But as I've continued to keep in touch with the people that I first started inviting into my home for hospitality, We've been able to watch our kids grow together and we've shared, like I said, in in um, triumphs, you know, and things, achievements that they've all accomplished. And we've also mourned together as some of my friends' children have now passed away and just walking life, you know, not trying to be perfect for anybody, but just really in real relationship in real time with whatever we are struggling with or whatever we're succeeding in really having that opportunity to walk that out with others with our faith being shown our reliance on Jesus so in the younger years that was one thing that I would do and I continued to do that throughout the different seasons of life and I still do practice hospitality as often as I can and I actually felt conviction because at the beginning of like all this COVID stuff Um, I stopped inviting other people into the home and I felt conviction for it. And then it got to the point where it was like, oh, wait, I have to be obedient to God and what he puts on my heart to do. So I am going to continue to do this. And, you know, believe it or not, there was people that were hungry to be in groups of small fellowship. And so it was able to be a blessing through the those troublous times that we've recently have went through. Another fun thing that I've done with the kids, especially when they got to be school age, is that we started the family ministry of pen pals. And I know that that sounds like kind of a a silly thing, maybe, or maybe, maybe you've never even considered trying to be pen pals with people. But it's a great way, number one, if you're a homeschooling mom, for your children to practice writing and Uh, preparing a letter, preparing an envelope, but also a way for your children to encourage other children or other elderly people in your congregation or other people, you know, elderly neighbors. It's just a wonderful way of encouragement for those that may not routinely get that encouragement. Um, A lot of our elderly in our church, their children are gone and they're in different states and they really love that connection of getting a letter from a child. You know, what an excitement it is when I know for me when I get a letter in the mail from somebody it just really makes you feel loved and so that is a very easy thing that you can do you know once a month with your school-age children is to have them pick somebody it could even be a family member there was a season when we moved here that we would write 
my father. Uh, he lived in a different state, and it would be a good way for him to uh, be encouraged. And then he would write back to the children, and the children just delighted in getting those letters in response. And it's just really, really a fun thing. Another family ministry that we have done over the years is to make a prayer board. And with the prayer board, we just had pictures of people from our church or pictures of our neighbors and their names. And it was just on a big piece of poster board. And it would be just such a great reminder for us to make sure that we're praying for these people. And in seasons where I didn't have time to make it all neat and pretty with pictures, I would just literally take a poster board and a black marker and write down everybody that we needed to be praying for. And it really helped our family, especially when my kids were little, to develop a heart for prayer and to see and to understand things that we pray for and to recognize need in other people's lives. And as my children got older, we didn't need the prayer board anymore because they had been trained to see what needs to be prayed for. Another fun thing that you can do is develop a a family ministry of making homeless bags. There was a season when my husband worked over um, in the cities and there was there would always be homeless people that would be standing right off of the exits holding signs, um, wanting food or money or clothing. It was in the middle of winter and we were looking for ways to serve. And, and part of having a family ministry is always making sure that your hearts are focused on Christ and really having a heart for ministry, a ministry mindset. And so we felt the burden to help these people. So we went to the Dollar Tree and we got like basic things to make bags for them, things that they would need like wet wipes, uh, Kleenex, little individual bags of snacks, hand sanitizer, toothpaste, toothbrush, deodorant, little uh, travel size things of shampoo. And then we bought Bibles. They were from the Dollar Tree. We put all of those in each of the bags. Sometimes we included winter gloves and hats depending on the availability of them at the dollar store at the time. They tend to run out pretty quickly. But it was just a way for us to love on these homeless people to let them know that they are being noticed. And it also gave us an opportunity to pray with them and to um, to be able to point them to Jesus. And our family did that for a season and it was a blessing to us and both to the people that we were able to minister to. Um, Another fun thing uh, that you can do, and this was another thing that I used to do when my children were little, because you know, in those early stages when they were just babies and toddlers, like I said, I wasn't getting out very much and it's easier to stay home in those seasons and to be running all around, was that I would look for opportunities to be able to make a meal for another mom. So if a mom had a baby, if there had been a funeral, um, if people had been sick, you know, or even holidays like baking cookies for families or my husband's co-workers, just using an opportunity to cook and use the things that I had readily available in my pantry to be a blessing to others. And that was something that I could very easily do when my children took a nap or when they went to sleep. I could do it at night or I could do it first thing in the morning before they got up, but I could still feel like I was encouraging others and I was training my children You know, if I would do it in a time where they could see me doing it or as they got older, this is something we've always continued to do. As they got older, uh, having them prepare the food and, you know, just walking them through the steps and really getting to be a part of it. And we've been able to serve so many neighbors and so many people in our church over the years and just friends. We know a lot of big families. And so, you know, every year or year and a half, there's another baby and it's an opportunity to not only make a meal for a mom or a couple meals that they can put in their freezer, but to go over to visit that mom. And, you know, while we're there, 
to see if she needs anything done for her. We've been known to walk in and do people's dishes and to switch out your laundry, and, and that's okay. And we're always thankful when the mom is okay to accept that. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to allow other people to help us, but it really is a blessing sometimes uh, in different seasons of life. Uh, another family ministry that you can have, and it's a very simple one, is just committing to having Bible study times together as a family. And again, different seasons, it's going to look very differently. Um, I've talked about in previous podcasts when they're really little, just reading the Bible out loud to them. I would read my Bible out loud. Sometimes I would read children's stories and I'd get them excited about it, making up songs to memorize scripture, making up hand motions to memorize scripture. And then in our house, my husband leads every night. We read the Psalms and the Proverbs of the day every night. So if it's the 12th, we would read Psalm 12, Proverbs 12. And then we also try to read a chapter from the Old Testament and the New Testament. And that helps us to work through reading the Bible in a year or, you know, a little bit over a year. And that's really a blessing. And discussions always come out from it. And here recently, now that my kids are getting older, we've been introducing actual Bible studies as well. Our Bible study time uh, average now takes us about an hour or so. I mean, there are times when it is less because we have things, you know, going on, but on average, and we've really been just picking a different Bible study and learning about different books of the Bible. And it's, we recently did Revelation and it was amazing all the questions that my children had and the very good discussions that we had. And it made us look back into scripture and to see how things were referenced through the Old Testament and the New Testament. And it really broadened all of our understanding of the end times. And it was, it was such a blessing. And I know that there are people that are afraid to have their children read through the book of Revelation. They think it might be scary or cause cause bad dreams. But my children were actually blessed and they're all different ages. And it really, um, it really, like I said, gave us really good conversation. So don't be afraid to dive into those hard books. And I mean, obviously they're not going to understand it on the same level that you as an adult understands it. But I think you'll be very surprised at how much they do understand. Another fun thing that we've done over the years was around Thanksgiving, we always put up a thankful tree. And it's just a tree that has scripture on it about being thankful. And then we cut out leaves. And all of this was made from brown paper bags. It's nothing fancy. Just a big tree from brown paper bags that we taped together on the wall with branches. And then we cut out leaves from the brown paper bags. And we list all the things that we are thankful for. And that type of family ministry will really help your children to look for things that are thankful, for things to be thankful for. I've had different seasons of life where things are really hard and that training, just getting out a notebook and a pen and just writing down all the things that I was thankful for in the midst of a crisis or a really tough time uh, really helped me to soften my heart and to keep my focus on God and to find Um, things to be thankful and grateful for uh, during the midst of a crisis. And so every Thanksgiving we do that, and it is always such a blessing to our family. And then also in January, we always put up something that says random acts of kindness. And since it's so cold up here in Wisconsin, we cut out snowflakes. And on the snowflakes, anytime we notice somebody in our house doing something kind for somebody else, just a random thing. We write it on that snowflake and we put it on the wall. And it's just a way of us encouraging each other to look for ways that we can be kind and minister to each other. And 
just developing that ministry mindset in our families. And then our latest thing that we've been doing over the last few years is we have started a family band with my husband evangelizing with us as well. We always try in the middle of our music sets to encourage others in Christ and to present the gospel and give people an opportunity that have not heard about salvation to hear about it and to be able to make that choice. A lot of people asked how the music ministry started and figured I would go ahead and share that story with you. So when my kids were little, we used to see family bands come to the church and we would always be so impressed by them and just how they all work together and just music as itself as a a ministry it really appealed to us and we thought oh wow that is something we would like to do down the line but nobody in our family that we knew of knew how to sing or play any instruments and my children were still pretty small at the time so I began the process of trying to find music teachers for my children and I was having a hard time finding anybody that was a Christian because I had a personal conviction that I did not want my children to learn any secular music. And I was having a hard time finding people that would agree to that. So we eventually moved from that state to the state that we're in now, Wisconsin. And I got an email through the homeschool group that we had joined about a Christian lady that was offering music lessons. And when I went to look her up, I realized that she was part of a Christian family band. And so that was an answer to God's prayer. And that family has been able to minister to us and not only teach us how to play instruments, but how to sing together and how to put it all together. It was essentially that family passing on everything that they had learned about a music ministry onto us, the next generation. And now we're even getting the opportunity in church to be able to do that with some other families. And it is such a blessing because there's always going to be that next up and coming family band that chooses to minister that way as a family. But it took a lot of sacrifice on our part. We actually got rid of broadcast TV, probably, I can't remember now, maybe 10 to 12 years ago. It's been quite a long time. And when we got our focus off of the TV, we were able to then take that time and to reinvest it into learning how to play these instruments in music and then to be able to serve. So this new way of ministering together as a family, serving him through song has really been just an exciting adventure that the Lord has put us on. And it's only because of him because nobody could write the story this way or even open up doors for us to have the opportunity to be able to serve together through music. So it's only by his doing, but If you're able to, having a family band is a wonderful way to minister together as a family. Well, that's all for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that you were able to take away some practical ideas to be able to start a ministry with your family. And, you know, if you're in a place where you feel like this might be something that you want to do, seek the Lord in prayer. Uh, The things that I listed that my family have done are just examples Um, He writes each of our stories differently, so he may have something bigger and better in store for your family as a family ministry. There might be a need in your community, in your church, uh, in your immediate family that only your family can walk through and provide those tools of ministry for. So be sure to seek God in prayer. And lastly, 
with any part of having a family ministry, there has to be time for it. And, you know, mamas, we can't be everywhere at once. So if you want to have a heart for your home and a heart for your family and a heart to have a family ministry, then you have to be at home. You can't be out running around and be home at the same time. You're either out running around or you're at home. So uh, just really prayerfully consider slowing things down, really consider the things that matter the most. This time that we have with our families is fleeting and it goes by so, so fast. Uh, you, you heard me say we've already got two that are gone now and grown and married and it goes by in the blink of an eye and so those years where you're chasing little ones and you're tired or you're not giving any sleep and you just want to give up and not continue on the journey and you think that I can't do this I don't want to have any more children I just want to encourage you to keep going keep going keep going to trust in the Lord he promises never to leave you and he never ever does and he will help you through each journey each bump in the road along this phase of motherhood and uh, being a wife and having a family. And I just want to close by saying, you know, the only reason that we were able to have the time to have a family ministry is because we chose to turn off the things of the world. I just pray that you would seek him in prayer and that in obedience that you would step out in faith. You will never regret it. And the time, your free time, if you use that time wholeheartedly for the Lord to serve your family, to sow into them Bible verses, to sing together, to learn hymns together, whatever it is that you are going to use that free time for to encourage and to teach your family about Christ and to even serve together in a ministry. Sometimes we have to slow down in order to really notice those around us or to have enough time to process what we're seeing in the world, in our community, in our families, to be able to to have time to think, oh, wait, I can minister in this way, or I have this value to say about that, or, or to teach about this or to do something about this. Sometimes when we're just so busy and we're just jumping from one thing to the another to the next, our bodies don't have time to rest, our brains don't have time to rest, and we don't even have time to just think about doing anything else besides think about this for a, you know, a fleeting moment and then move on to the next thing. So, you know, if you're able to to find that time of rest and that time of prayer, and if you need to put things aside, you know, in your lives to do it, then just pray that that'd be something that you would consider. I hope that this was a blessing to you guys. And um, I'm thankful for each and every one of you that listen in. And until next time, this is Sharon Roller with the Virtuous Mother Podcast. Thank you guys. Bye.